Take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15 this morning. While you're turning there, I want to make mention, of course, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and uh, we've uh, placed a box over here, and uh, trust that uh, you'll take uh, time, go out of your way this month to uh, write a note, a letter, a check, whatever it is. But uh, trust you put something in there, let Pastor and Miss Darlene know how much we appreciate them. Thank the Lord for them. Uh, also, uh, in our fellowship next uh, Sunday, we'll be having a special presentation during that time, so you don't want to miss that. Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine an heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Good to have the Morgans with us this morning. Of course, Brother Ed, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church, one of our missionaries. Uh, Brother Ed, we'd like to ask you if you would please come up and pray for the service. All right, you can be seated. Genesis 15 and verse number 1. If you have your Bible there, let's read it together. Move that over for just a minute, just a minute. I'll be right, right there. I bet you're good. Thank you, sir. I'll move that over here in the middle in just a little bit. You're not going to hide me. Amen. First three words together. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield, thy exceeding great reward. With the help of God, I want to preach on faith that leads us to a word from God. Faith that leads us to a word from God. William Carey, considered to be the, by many the human catalyst that modern mission movement said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. In the text, we're introduced to two words that we've never seen before in the Word of God, and it is the word vision and the word reward. We quote that verse often, where there is no vision, the people perish. He that keepeth the law, happy is he. The question, however, comes, how can there be a vision if we never get past after these things? Truth is, that's what faith is all about. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe He is, and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We have watched 
his story. And we've watched Abram as he has made this journey of from faith to faith. We have watched him as he has come down to uh, and left. And uh, we've watched him as he has went into to a place of famine and failure. We've watched him as he's went into Egypt. We've watched him back at Canaan. We've, we've watched him as he's been to war. We've watched him now heading back. And the Bible says, after these things. Now, I, this is not the message, but it is so important. I just couldn't see possibly passing it over. Because here's where we're at. If we never get past after these things, if we, if we never get past these, well, what are these? Well, it is chapter 12, where after uh, Abram leaves country and land, it is after he comes in, uh, into famine and fa- after he walks chapter 13 and after chapter 14. But if I had to put just three things within this before we get to after these things, I believe I could just put them in maybe three little boxes because the truth is, truth is, and I need to say this, and please, I don't want to be ugly. I'm not going to be unkind. I'm really not. But I want you to listen this morning. Until these three things are done, there can never be a word from God. It's not, it's not. And the issue this morning It is not between you and me. Well, I've talked to the preacher about this. I'm good and I'm glad you do and thank you for doing so. I appreciate that. But this morning, that ain't the realm we're talking about. We're talking about between you and him. I didn't save you. I'm not dying for you, amen. I might die for a few of you. Some of you, I'm too bad. You're going to get it. I mean, I, I, I'm just not. And, and, and I'm not, I, I, can't get, I can't save you. And if I did save you, run to the altar as fast as you can. And ask Jesus to save you. But there's three things here I want us to say. Number one, I see that there was an obedience there had to be an obedience in his life fulfilled. There had to be a complete obedience. I, I was thinking how I could illustrate this. And I, I, so I'm going to use our young people. And, and, and all of you, uh, matter of fact, all of you that went the other Friday night to a meeting with us down at uh, Charlotte, would you just stand up? Amen. I, I'm just going to use you, all of you that that went to that meeting. Amen. Praise God. Now, well, you went. And you went. Everybody that went. All right, hallelujah. 
Takes a while to get through a mint. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you believe John Jenkins was God's man? Amen. How many of you believe he had God's message for us that night? Amen. He preached about standing boundaries. My goodness, what a message it was. He made this statement. He said, anything outside of boundaries, he said, does not count. He said, it don't go to anything, to the score, to the end. Nobody passes to somebody out of bounds. And my, what a message. Now, here's where we mess up. Here's where we get in trouble. Uh, and, and I don't know this, but, but if it is, then God's got your number this morning. We come back and we say, boy, I tell you, I sure, hallelujah, I like that point he made about standing boundaries. Boy, I believe that. Boy, I tell you, I like that point he said about that. Yeah, but I think I need to talk to the pastor about that dating stuff he talked about. I don't know if I believe that. You know what you've just done? You have just fragmented obedience. You just chopped it up. I mean, you just, you just, you just chopped it all up. You just fragmented it. And said, so I'm going to believe this part of it. I'm going to believe this part of it. Uh, but I just, it, I, 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 I need to talk to the pastor about that. What do you need to talk to me about it for? God had a word. You heard. And the only thing left for you to do is to do it. Amen. Now you can be seated. I love that. Amen. That day, well, now don't, don't smile too much. I'll use you for an illustration next week. But I'm going to ask you a question. I, over the last several weeks, we've been talking about this thing of faith. And I wonder how many adults are sitting here this morning and God's, st- I mean, boy, you're preaching, you're saying, oh, God, God I, I like that part. But then when we got over here and God had a word, you said, ah, 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 ah. I ain't sure about that one. Can I help you? You will never get a word from God. You will never get a word from God. It is a partial. It is a fragmented. It is a, it is obedience that's been divided up. It's obedience that, that is, that is just being separated. Now, this is just a real good place to put this. Amen. A real, real good place. Let me just stop and say this. And uh, again, I'm not one to be, I really want to help you. All right? But I, I, it's amazing. It's amazing. Ever so often, I hear our young people occasionally talking about another young person in the church. And, and it makes me want to puke is what it makes me want to do. And let me tell you why it does. Because you have not been tested enough to know to judge anybody else. You've got to go through the test yourself. How many of you in your younger days done really stupid stuff? Really stupid. I mean, really stupid. Well, one of the things I love about Brother Finley 
and his transparency. How many of you would have talked about his son and mentioned what his son had stolen and, and, and the transparency of that? My God, moms and dads, are you listening? We, we, got, we got halos on our youngins, and, and we, got, we got wings on them. Can I help you? And this may just really tire some of you up, but just hang on. Can I tell you, we ain't got not one young person in this church that is holy enough or godly enough to judge anybody else in this place. So I got two words for you. Shut up until you're tested. Boy, I flunked so many. You know what? I used to say this. I'm amazed. I, I used to say this years ago. I used to say, Well, bless God. A family just shoved their mom and daddy in a rest home. They ought to be shot. How stupid a statement. Until after these things. And I have walked enough to say, man, that's really stupid. That's really stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. There's some things that you're not going to learn until you go through the test. All right? But I wonder this morning, well, we like it when we get on our young people. And by the way, I love them and I want to help them. They need, God's got a word over here they need. God has a word they need. And I'm trying to help them how to get that word. There's young couples in our church right now. And you know, they're, they're, pretty, they're okay. They're good. They, they said, man, we like coming on Sunday morning. But you know, we don't think you have to come on Sunday night. The Bible says for second not the assembling of yourselves together, the more hours the last days approach. What part of that don't you get? What you're doing, you're fragmenting obedience. So I want part of it, but I don't want the rest of it. There's folks sitting in our church right now. They've been faithful ever since I pastored. I mean, they've been here. I mean, they're faithful. You can count on them. If they're not in their place, there's something wrong. But, but I don't know this to be sure, certain, but I'm almost pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure we got one or two that if you went and checked the books, they've not given not one dime to the cause of Christ. So they are a thief. And they will never get a word from God. After these things. I love it. You find here, not only that, but he needed a word. Where's my water? He needed a word, not only about his obedience. Number two, the offer. The, the world, he went down here and, and Pharaoh said, he said, man, Sarah's beautiful. He lied. And here's why it gets worse. He sold her for some sheep and, and cattle and herds. He sold her. And he took it back with him. Oh, but the, the day came when the king of Sodom said, I'll give you everything. Just give me the people. He said, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You keep your stuff. I'm going with Melchizedek. He said, no, no, no. 
Not only that, not only that, he had an altar that he had to, to, to forfeit. He, had to, he said, I, I don't want the world's God. He said, I'll tell you what, God's God. And not, not only that, but he had to do something else. He had to overcome some things. He had to overcome some issues that he had. After these things, and they're not going to come. And God has three words. God's got a word for Abram. And Abram desperately needs that word. And you and I desperately need that word from God. Saul Rock Baptist Church, our church needs that word from God. We desperately need it. You say, behold it. So until we get after these things, in whatever area, you, you put it in. You can put it in. You're not, you, I mean, we can go, you can go through anywhere in the Bible. And that one thing, and it's probably not a bunch of things. It's probably one thing. Probably just one. Probably just one. The rich young ruler, just one thing cost him heaven and sent him to hell. Just one thing. And probably just one thing with you. After these things. Now, after these things, I love it. The word of the Lord came to Abram. The word of the Lord came to Abram. Let me just stop right here and just take a recess. If some of you would get off Facebook of talking to everybody else and get on your face and get in this book and get a word from God, it would revolutionize your life. It would, it would turn it upside down forever. He got a word from God. Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm almost afraid to wonder or even to ask how many are sitting right here and God's done nudged your heart. He done slid in beside of you and he's done said, you know, you know what I want you to do. You know what you want to do. And you're just sitting there arguing with him and you're complaining. You say, but you know, I've already done this. I've already done this. I've already done this. I don't care what nobody says. I want this. Can I help you? You need a word of God over here. After these things, God had three words for Abram. Number one, he had a word about Abram's fear. He had a word about Abram's fear. Someone said, well, why do you think he was afraid? Well, he done ticked off five kings. He done ticked off Pharaoh. I mean, he about got Pharaoh in big time trouble. But I don't think that's what he was afraid of. I don't think it was anything here. I think it was here. Fear had found a place in his heart. And you know what? We live in a very fearful world today. I mean, as a matter of fact, men are dying because of fear. Hospitals are filling up because of fear. 
There's young people making decisions now out of fear. I remember years ago, a, a precious, precious, precious woman in my life. I remember sitting and talking to her, and I'd say, now listen, God has somebody for you, because she was with a bimbo. Eddie liked him. I didn't care much about him. He's a bimbo. I'll never forget. She said, but you don't understand. I'm old and I'm sick and I don't have nobody else. Nobody else will want me. I said, but, but, but God has somebody for you. Fear. 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 We've got young people that are fearful. I, I, I'm 22, I'm 23, and I, I'm going to die an old. I, I, I'm not going to never get married. I'm not going to do this. Oh, no, 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 no. Fear, fear, fear. Well, nobody else, I, 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 a young lady made this statement to me not that long ago. She, she looked and she said to me and darling, she said, do you reckon, do you reckon that any man would want a young lady that's got a baby? And I, I, I just broke my heart. And you know what I told her? I said, honey, if you'll wait, God has somebody that loves you and love your baby. Amen. Amen. But you know what happens? You know what happens because of fear? Many times we run back down here to this world and we try to get somebody, bless God, that we know in our heart that ain't good. I mean, you know, this earring wearing mama's boys, pansies. I, I mean, because they think I got to find somebody. And they take the second best when God, God has the very best waiting on you right here. Now, I want you to listen. He's got a word for your fear this morning. He's got a word for your fear. Now, if this word is going to come from God, I mean the creator of the universe. I'm talking about the one that said, let there be light. And before the T sound got out of his lips, light run to the sky and begin to shine. The one that said, let there be a firmament, let there be a sea, let there be an earth. He said, before the last syllable, earth jumped up out of the ground and said, here I am, God. God Almighty. Now, now listen. I've done talk to him for some of you. Okay? I went to God for some of you and I said, now dear Jesus, I didn't know if you watched CNN this week. So let me inform you. Number one, our government shut down. Number two, God, we got a bunch of kids up there in Washington. And I really thank God we'll just go spank the whole crowd and be done with it. But God, I, now I didn't know if you knew this, but the economy is terrible. God, I need to inform you there is no jobs. I need to inform you, God, that there's no way you can't find work. It ain't going to happen. I need to inform you, God, that, bless God, people are crazier. They're meaner in hell. They'll do anything. There's nothing, God, they won't do. So, God, I just need to inform you so you understand how bad 
this world is. Because when you give me a word, it needs to be a big word to overcome what I'm listening to and what I'm watching. Okay. Now God, murder's up, stealing's up, doping's up, everything's up. Okay, God, what's the word? I'm listening. And I hear God say, Fear not. My soul, I just told you, God, how bad it is. I just told you how, 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 how scared we are. I just told you how things are. And the best you got is fear not. Is, is that it? God says, mm-hmm, that's it. Uh, Caleb, do you understand fear not? Not to fear. Oh, boy, that's good. Do, do you understand that? Don't, don't be afraid. Does, does anybody here not know what fear not means? Fear not. This happened yesterday, and uh, and I and I kind of I, I was thinking about this message, and uh, and to be honest with you, I I, I I really just started laughing at myself, and uh, I, I was I was praying, and uh, and uh, it wasn't quite it wasn't daylight yet, and uh, uh, while I was praying. There's a fellow there and had no car underneath the picnic table and he was looking at a computer and uh, and so he was over there and I said, well, you know, uh, I ain't got there yet so I had my mace in my pocket. Amen. And I said, I, I'm going to go pray anyway. So I made a couple of laps and, and anyway I got, got to the upper side of it and I heard him go, what? And I said, hmm. And I started on that and I said, well, uh, and I was thinking about this message. You said, fear not. <laughs> but then I felt another urge. I thought it's time to go get Darlene a cup of coffee. Amen. And I, I, I did. And we come back. I ain't got there yet. But I want you to know, I need that word. Fear not. You said, well, how in the world can we do that? Because of the next statement. Because he said, I'm your shield. How many of you remember those Star Trek movies? Amen. And, and, uh, the, and the Enterprise. And whenever they'd go into battle, they would lift up the shields. You know, you couldn't see them, but they was there. I know. I watched it. I believe it was every bit of it. Amen. And I know. I know that they that the Klingons couldn't shoot them. Nobody could shoot them. You know why? Because they had the shields up. Ever born again believer here that knows Christ. 
you realize? Ephesians writer said, it says, and take the shield. Guess what that shield is? A faith. They made two kinds of shields in that day. They made a shield that covered the entire front. That's what Goliath had. As a matter of fact, there was a man inside that shield carrying it in front of Goliath. Then there was another shield that you hold in your hand that, would, that you can maneuver with. Either way, praise God, regardless if you need a big shield or a little shield, the shield is faith. It's faith. Fear not. Fear not. Man, Brother Ronnie, I, boy, we talk about this a lot. We go out visiting and every week, and, and the truth of the matter is you woke up, on, you don't have no idea where you're going. You don't know how, you, we don't know them from Adam, and this world's crazy. Amen. Does it not create a fear? It does. And I don't know about you, but so we need a word from God. Fear not. I'm your shield. Then guess what he tells me? He said, I got something for you, and I'm your great reward. He said, I'm going to reward you if you trust me. Second word, second word, second word. First word is about his fear. Second word is about his future. He said, I got a word about your future. Now, I love this because I'll be honest with you. I believe we've got some young people that's got some potential in our church. And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me seeing I go childless? The steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And only one born in my house is mine heir. By the way, they could do that in that day. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Listen, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that cometh forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he, and he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars thou be able to number them and he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Here's what he said. He said, I got a word about your future. He comes to God. He said, now God, what are you going to give me? He said, I didn't know if you knew this again. God, I need to inform you. He said, he said I'm old and Sarah's old. Babies ain't happening. So what are you going to do? Is... Eliezer, my servant, born in my house, is he the one to bring up seed? In that culture, when you had someone born in your house as a servant, you, they, they become yours. And it was family. And he said, is that it? And God says, uh-uh, no, 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 no. He said, but I've got a word about your future. He said, Abram. He said, uh-uh, no. He said, that seed, that child, your future is in you. It's in you right now. You realize God has a word for your future? I got just a couple precious young people. I'm just, well, my heart's just been rejoicing this week. And some of these, some of these young people are coming to me and talking to me some things. And they don't know it, but when they're done, I just, I just run to God and say, hallelujah. I bless his good name. 
they're searching, they're wanting, they're, they're looking, they're waiting. And, and you know, and, and sometimes they're having to fight a lot of stuff at work and people's looking around and saying, you know, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And why aren't you doing this? And why don't you do that? And they're saying, well, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting. You know what they're waiting on? They're waiting on that word. They need a word from God. God's got a word about their future. And they're just standing over here waiting on I just tell you that's the greatest place you'll ever be in your entire life. Now listen, don't miss this. The closer you get to that, are you listening? The closer you get to that word, the more Satan's going to say, Hey, 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 look over here. I'll feel what you need. Terrible story, but it works. 21 years ago next Sunday, on a, on, a, on a Sunday evening, I was voted in pastor of Solid Rock Baptist Church. In Easter of that year, we had a meeting down here at the Little White Church. Me, Johnny Chambers... A Cantrell feller and Darlene's brother. We all sit on the front row. Any, many, mighty, mo, and me. Amen. Anyway, we it, 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 and we preached that day. And I was sitting there on that front pew, and and, and I was just looking around the building, and uh, and it's just like God slipped in my heart and said, you know, one day you'll pastor this church. I remember looking at my Bible, and, and I remember saying this. I said, Oh my God. I'm coveting this man's work. What's wrong with me? I can't be doing this. But I so enjoyed preaching that day. Well, I got in the car. I said, honey, I, want you, I told her, I said, honey, look around. I said, one day I'll pastor this church. I'll never forget this. She looked at me. She said, you know, this preaching stuff's getting next to you. This preaching stuff's getting to you. But what you don't know, about a month before they called me, another pastor called me. We want you to come over to our church. So we went over and visited. And I want you to know the singing was at the top of the ceiling. Bless God. It was an exciting place to be. Because we was just about dead where we was at. And uh, well, I'm telling you, he said, Darlene, come on up in the choir. You know how she is. She went up. She just had a time. And I'm telling you, for the next three, about the next three weeks, man, I, I was just battling it. And he'd call me, he said, now you're going to come? I'd say, brother, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I just can't get a, 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 a direction here. I just can't get a, a direction. I, I, God just ain't giving me okay. God just ain't telling me it's okay. And, and, and I just keep putting him off. And he's getting more aggravated and he's pressuring more and pressuring more. And then when I got the call, I said, oh, now I know. Now I know. Would it have been good? I think it would have been good. Would it have been the best? Right here. So the more you get here, the more pressure there's going to be. Let me say this, but don't miss this. You got to get past after these things. 
That word about your future won't come. Can I help you? I I love, you know, I know it don't look like God is. I I know some of you are thinking, my soul, God ain't doing nothing around you. You just don't, you're just not seeing. He is. I'm going to tell you a little something. Are you listening? God is not going to give some of you a, a, a word about your future because you can't even believe him for 10% of that dollar you make a week. Why would he give you a word about a future if you can't trust him here? By the way, it's really good preaching. If you bought the preacher here, why would God want to give you a word there? Well, I, I tell you, we'll find somewhere else. So you're going to go somewhere else and rebel? So we're just going to go somewhere else and disobey God? Does that, does that make sense? Because it ain't about me and you. It's about us and him. And we need a word. I don't know what you're doing, but I'll tell you what I'm doing. Number one, I'm making sure all these things are right. The very best I know how. I'm a begging God, if there's anything here that ain't right, if you'll show me, I'll make it right. And you know what I'm doing? I'm over here saying, okay, God, I'm here. Where's our word? For the future of our church. Now, God put something on my heart. And I'll share that with you tonight. But I'm, I'm just telling you, until you get past here, until you get past here, God's not got another word for you. All right? But he's got a word about your future. My goodness, how much we need. Well, preacher, I just tell you what, I, I just tell you what, we can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this. What, what's keeping you from fear? You, you, you're afraid. You're fearful. Or else, you got so much stinking pride here, so much stinking pride, you won't humble yourself to say, God, I need to hear what you got to say to me. Number one, he had a word about his fear. He had a word about his future. Man, if you only knew this, some, I, I love our young people. And we got some young people that are seeking God and wanting God. A young man come, and he's a precious young man, come up to me Tuesday night and said, you know, I think God's maybe doing this. And I think God's maybe doing that. I thought, my goodness. It's what he needs is a word from God for his future. Number three, he gave him a word about his faith. That day, Abraham's faith went to a whole new level of growth. And it is all in a two letter word that's it and it is the difference it is the difference of everyone sitting here that's on this side or on this side and doing it successfully 
he had a word about his faith. And the Bible says, and Abram believed what's the next little word. What? 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 In. In God. You say, huh, what's so big about that? Here's the difference. A whole lot of you know about God. And those of you that know about God, here's what you do. I believe you if you do this. If you do that. Your God is always on trial. And the moment He disappoints you, He doesn't do what you think He should, you quickly run right back over here and say, I know it wasn't real. Because you know about a God. Your gauge of God is His. Well, God... I, 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 I need this. And if you do it, then you're God. But if you don't do it, bless God, I, I ain't serving you. I'll just quit God. And I'm telling you, you don't know him. Here's the difference. You're standing here this morning. God says, I got a hunt. He has already talked to a whole lot of folks. And this morning, you're saying one of two things. Well, I just don't agree with that. I'm going to do what I want to do. Then God, God, he'll let you. He will let you. But those of you that believe in him, you'll say, okay, God, I'm going to obey. Period. That means if he blesses me, I'm going to obey him. If he doesn't bless me, I'm still going to obey him. I'm going to be in church tonight if I get blessed. But if I don't get blessed, I'm going to be in church tonight anyway. That means next week I'm not going to put him on trial. And if he don't answer the way I think he should, then I realize it's for my good and his glory. If he don't heal this, if he doesn't touch that, if he don't, if he don't do this and he don't do that, he's not going to be on trial in my life. I'm just going to believe in him. Plain and simple. It's not complicated. If he blesses, fine. If he doesn't, fine. Uh, if he asks me something of me, I, I'm not going to tie strings and ropes to it. I'm not going to tie ropes to it. Lord, I need a word about my future. So that means God... When you give me a word about my future, whatever that word is, I'm okay. I'm okay. See, we, we got him on trial too much. We keep, him on the, we keep him on the witness stand. And we're always judging him. Let me just say this. You'll meet a few people I'm not much about this. I, I, I don't care much about this. That makes no difference. I've, I've had them here down through the years. 
Boy, Pastor, I sure do love you and love me for five years until I cross them, and then they become the most starch enemy. You know how unjust and sorry that really is? No. And that's the way you treat God. He had a word about his fear. He had a word about his future. And he had a word about his faith. God says, now here's what I'm going to do for you. He said, Abram, I'm going to take my righteousness and I'm going to deposit it into your account. He said, I'm going to deposit it into your account. And he was kind unto him for righteousness. He was put to his account. You know why? Because he got a word about his faith. Here this morning, we got a whole crowd of young people. Number one, we got some young people who got to get past these things. You got to get past these things. You just got to get past these things. Right here. Just, you just got to get past it. We got some adults. Just got to get past these things. I, I'm trying to tell you how to get. It's there. Some of you need a word for your children. Some of you need a word for your family. Some of you need a word for your life. Some of you need a word for a job. Some of you need a word for a boyfriend, for a girlfriend. Some of you need a word. And it's here. Right here, right here, that thing that I just, I just can't believe God for it. I, I, I need to help our young people here. And, and don't boo me out. Don't get, don't get sideways with me. Don't get sideways with me. And I mean it. Don't get sideways. Don't come up to me after service and beat on me because I'm going to say this. Talent won't get you a word from God. I don't care how talented you are. Talent won't get you there. I'll tell you what talent will do. Talent will turn you into an Elvis Presley that gets right here with a God-given talent. And then the world said, Hey, Elvis, we'll pay you for that. We'll give you Cadillacs and Graceland and money. Come this, hey, we'll throw in a title, call you king of the rock and roll. And Elvis Presley, he did, but he died on his throne, which was a toilet in a doped up stupor. Forgot that part, didn't he? What did Elvis learn to sing? At the house of God. Did he have a talent? Yes, he did. By all records, he was probably saved. Let me tell you how miserable that man was. When he would finish a concert, he would keep his band all night long singing gospel music, one after another, trying to find some peace. His last song was, I did it my way. And guess what? God let you do it your way. But you won't get his way. He'll let you do it his way. So here this morning, can I ask you a question? Do you need a word? Do you need a word from God? Do you need a word from God?
Do you? It's there. It's available. You need to worry about your fear. Well, preacher, we're, we're not fearful. Then would you please tell me why tranquilizers and antidepressants are the biggest selling drugs of our day? If we're not fearful, we're not fearful. Would you please tell me why we're crumbling? Would you please tell me why the hospitals and their psychiatric units are, are cram-packed full of kids and young people with no place to go with them if we're not fearful? Would you please explain that to me? I'd just like to tell you this. We are fearful. And we need a word. We need a word. Got young people, it's got a future. We, we need a word for our church. I, I'm got to have a word. Got to have a word. And you need a, you need a word for your future. For your future. A whole lot of us need a word for our faith. Sin. And he believed in God. When you get that word, you won't believe in that bank account near as much. You won't believe in that job near as much. You won't believe in that what you're able to do near as much when you learn to believe in him, recognizing the fact he's able. Matter of fact, he's more than able. So I'll stand to her feet.